Computer, initialize Holosuite. my pronunciation but it felt right to open the show with a little bit (laughs) with a little bit of Klingon Uh, that was as close to hello as the Klingon language gets uh, as they don't actually have a polite general greeting such as hello so that's like typical piss poor Klingon manners I guess Uh, my name is Kyle West I'm joined by my co-host Katie and you are listening to Blast Shield a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast so Katie uh, you've been on a little holiday this week. I have. Uh, in fact, you got home about two hours before we're recording this, and so you've really earned your Starfleet rank pins. Oh, thank you. Uh, so you definitely are a Trekkie now. Yeah. Uh, so how was your trip? Talk to me. Yeah, it was great, thank you. Yeah, I had a really nice time. Never been down that neck of the woods before in Dover. 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 There were bluebirds over. The White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah. That is, like, that song. I first heard it when Robson and Jerome covered it, like, Aww. I guess, like, 25 years ago. Something iconic. Like it was iconic. I'm not going to sing it for the podcast, but... I am really tempted. Yeah. <laughs> How was it? It was, it was sunny for it some was of good. it. It was really nice. Yeah, it was uh, humid. Really nice, You though. stayed an extra day. I did. Which is why we're pressed for time for this yeah, podcast going sorry out. sorry about that. I've got a fun time editing this baby to get out on time. I was with the kids, so I had a week with the kids, which wouldn't be a problem. It wasn't a problem. <laughs> it used to kind of sound like it was a problem. No, but obviously because of lockdown and things aren't like open like yeah. normal. So we generally had like the park to go play at where they've removed the swings. What I a thought, sick SOB. You don't say SOB. Call them son of a bitch. <laughs> what sick son of a bitch opens up the parks? Which have very little in them already. The playgrounds, for anyone who's not sure what I mean. And then take out the swings. <laughs> now, I get it. It's something to do with COVID-19. Yeah, but like, just don't open the park. Hey, kids, let's go to the park. Oh, but wait a minute, all the pricks are taking the swings Yeah, we couldn't away. do anything. We couldn't do That's anything. That's everyone's favourite thing in the park, too. There's nothing to do. So Man. I got the kids excited for it. And we got in there, we were like, oh, there's a bike thing that can... Wobble. Wobble back and forth. <laughs> And that's, and that's about it. So we started... Because uh, then there's that weird climbing frame, which I don't even know. I don't even know what to do on that. Yeah, so they've left a climbing frame, which people will put their hands on every single piece of it. Yeah, of course. That's still there. But they've taken away the swings, I guess, because of the chains, which might not get sanitized before use. Like, why the hell did they leave anything there? Someone is getting paid a lot of money to make that decision, to only take out the swings, even though the kids are going to touch everything. I'd like to congratulate that person. You know how they're saying at the moment that people who have got their A-level results, they didn't want to overestimate because it may force unqualified people into jobs that they're not ready for. They did it right for the private school kids, though. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, of course. And have you seen how much it's going to cost to appeal your decision? Yeah, and they they actually would have known these grades for a while as well, so... They still publish them. So Diabolical. basically, yeah, I mean, we're not going to make the show political, but you had a party who look after the rich, basically continue to look after the rich people's kids. Uh, someone apparently was like six grades lower than what they expected. Mm. That's sad. It's like a nice new problem to have, though. What do you mean? It, well, <laughs> well, every year you always say, oh, too many kids have got high marks. The exams must be getting easier. Every year. So every year. So now we've got a nice change where everyone's complaining that everyone got too low grades and now we want to give them higher grades. We can't win. I'm trying to look on the bright side of a terrible situation. Sometimes there is no bright side. For anyone um, listening to this who did leave us Twitter comments. Thank you. Yeah. And you haven't even seen them all, have you? No. I'm too scared to find something bad. Yeah. She's really worried about that. So, uh, but Facebook... Uh, we've had some Apple podcast reviews as well. There might be some other ones somewhere that I've not seen, but thank you very much for it. We love it. For whatever reason, they seem to like our chemistry with each other. <laughs> I'm a fan of our chemistry. Yeah, we're pretty A funny. little. We're all right. Five out of ten. When we're together like this, it reminds me of what we were like before we... There's like devil spawn children of us. Was there a time before? It's hard to remember it, but I do... I've seen photographs. There's photographs on the walls which That's remind the only me that reason I we remember. existed before... <laughs> Do you know someone asked me my name while I was away? And I was like, um... See, that's why I told you to go away. <laughs> Couldn't work out your own name. I know. This is why. And this is why I recommended The Extra Night for you as well. I do know my name now. 
Okay, good. See, the, the, that trip was positive then. It was worth it. And, some and you know, I got a tattoo, so I'm got like tattoo. 10% Katie, 90% mummy. We're getting there. Yeah. So Katie's uh, 30 years old, bless her. Is still going to get in trouble with her parents for a tattoo. It's going to be hilarious. It's her first one. I've got lots, but that's neither here nor there. We're actually probably telling you about this tattoo before even her family have seen it. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. A fun conversation. They'll tell me I'm never going to get hired, even mm. though I have a job. It's fine. The Trekkies are going to welcome you in with your, your tattoo. Thank you. Next one will be a Star Trek tattoo. No way. Could be. Really? Yeah, there would have been a time when I would have been like, no way. You are an all or nothing woman. I am. Like, you've gone from... I don't go half Yeah, you wouldn't it, watch anything. any track of me to now it's like, I'm going to get a Star Trek tattoo. I could. I saw an amazing Star Trek tattoo on Instagram the other day. Did you? Yeah. I think it was Instagram. What it could have been it? Twitter. Uh, someone was talking about this tattoo artist that's done a few, like, different, like, genre stuff. Doctor Who and things like that. And he had a, I think it was on his leg, uh, the Starship Enterprise, this, the original uh. one. Yeah. And like flying up past the planet, like um, it had like a warp effect to it. It looked awesome. So mm. uh, I don't think I'd get one like that. The amount of time you have to spend in the chair for that would be Ouchie. horrific. If you if you could get a Star Trek tattoo, what would you have? Always wanted to get the NX01 yeah. logo do you know what? I, on the, you know, like on this, on the uniform. I don't know why, but that's, that was my first thought. Like if we went on that show, you know, the one where you pick a tattoo for the Oh, other would person, you get that for me? I would, I would have gone with something like that. Oh, see, that'd be cool. I feel like we would get each other's nice tattoos. What was that show called? Just to two of us. Okay. <laughs> and it? basically, yeah, yeah. And so basically for anyone not sure, this show is like where you go on with a a loved one or yeah. friend and you have to pick a tattoo for each other and you don't know what the other person's picked for you or where you're getting it until the day until it's been yeah so you then only find like out where it's going to be when they do it yeah and then you don't see what the tattoo is until you've already got it and sometimes they have like massive rows and sometimes it's lush because they they really pick something so meaningful for the person but there was one with a mother and daughter and the daughter picked this amazing tattoo for the mum which was like really meaningful to them and and it was really special. And the mum was like, oh my God, that's lovely. And she was crying. And then she started crying like properly. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And oh, the daughter was like, one. what the yeah. hell have you done? And it was something really super inappropriate. Yeah, I saw that. It was hysterical. Yeah, so the mum the mum was the troublemaker yeah. in that situation. Who knew? It's, it's true that this is what happened. I'd like to know if anyone does have any Star Trek tattoos. Yes. Does anyone listen Please to Please tell this? me. Give me some inspiration. I mean, if you ever rock up with a Star Trek tattoo, I would... What would you do? Would I don't mean it jealous? in a bad way. Oh, I would be jealous. I just mean like, I just wouldn't be able to handle how life has changed. 2020 has thrown a lot at us. It makes sense that... We are in the upside you, down. Yeah, it makes sense you'd get a Star Trek tattoo now that... Mm. And who knows what 2021's got for us. Because every year is topping the previous year. That's true. Stuff really went crazy in about 2017. So we've had Trek back for like this whole crazy time. Like Star Trek's the one thing that is dragging us through it. And we've got another 21 weeks of Star Trek mm. after this. We've got another eight episodes of Lower Decks, which we are here to talk about. I promise. We're getting there. And then 13 Discovery episodes. I haven't seen this guy for like five days. So. I know. I know, right? We haven't... I, I've barely even spoken to you about your, uh, your week. In fact, me asking you at the start of this show... <laughs> Was the first time I've asked you. It's true. <laughs> Any phone calls, the kids have taken the phone. So yeah. I've just used it as an opportunity to like take the bins out or, or breathe or load the dishwasher. So yeah, this is our first time catching up. Mm. We probably should talk about Lower Decks. Let's do that. Before that though, before that, please subscribe to our show, by the way. Don't forget. And we are on YouTube as well. Look us up, Blast Shield. So you can uh, watch our podcasts on YouTube if you want. We're not in them. It's just a picture. We should do a live podcast one day. No one wants to see that. Oh, they do. They do. <laughs> They do. They'll tell me in the tweets from this. Um, before that, though, people were fans that we were drinking beer and wine on the show. Oh, God, this one's dripping all over me. Uh, so, because the noise sounded so sweet. That should be the name of the episode. What? This one's dripping all over me. This one's dripping all over me. It actually, like, it's got so much condensation on it. So this is one of the ones that you mentioned last week that I've, I've kept for this show. Oh. And this is a, what they call it? A, a hazy IPA called Is This It? Which almost became the episode title last week mm. for our podcast. But I was worried that it... Reflects badly on the content yeah, of it, the Yeah, like, because it would have been podcast. funny to say that about the show, about Low Decks. But I feel like it would have been trying to cash in on and getting hits on negativity about Star Trek, which is what all those YouTubers do. And I don't... And even though it wouldn't have been, because we loved it, I feel like it was acknowledging that that's a... PR techniques. So. He was just asking for trouble. So yeah, here we are. I'm drinking it now. You, however, 
After saying you'd only do this podcast if I gave you a bottle of wine every time, every single week for it. Uh, you're I drinking... didn't say bottle. You always tell me a bottle doesn't even touch the sides. So That's are, are you implying true. bottles? <laughs> I should have got you two bottles every week. I've drunk enough this week. And here you are about to get a Star Trek tattoo. <laughs> on, a, on a coffee? Yeah, you're actually on a coffee, which isn't decaf. I was going to give you decaf, but uh, you're not. So you're on a coffee, no sugar, a little bit of milk. And I'm drinking this lovely... Lovely hazy IPA uh, from Crafty Devil Brewing Co. in Cardiff. Called, the... Is this it? Should I, should I try it? Yeah, go on. Oh, that is nice. So. I don't even know how to describe it. Do you want to try it? Yeah, go on. Why are they all kind of tropical? It tastes like lilt. Mm, I feel like one holiday. It tastes like lilt. I, I don't get yeah. to go on actual holidays, though. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about Lower Decks then. So, second episode called Envoys. I don't know about you. I loved the first episode of Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. I loved this one even more. I like this one more as well. You were laughing out loud even more at this one. Yeah. You were laughing out loud a lot at this yeah. one, actually. Yeah. Our son, Harrison, who you'll probably hear from on this show, he watched it back with us because he'd seen half of it with me uh, at the time it dropped, actually, on Thursday morning for us. And uh, he watched it again when you watched it for the first time. And he was laughing out loud at some bits as well, wasn't he? Mm. It was a really good episode. So let's talk about the plot. So we now know from, from Mike McMahon, who runs the show, and from watching two episodes, that each teaser on every episode, the cold open, is not going to be related to the episode at all. It's just a little crazy encounter or something going on in the ship that will just make us laugh. They've released the one for next week, actually. You haven't seen that. It's hilarious. Is it? It's hilarious, yeah. It's really funny. Search it out, guys, on the internet. So basically this week, there's a a little alien life form gets through into the ship, like a glowing life form. Uh, turns out it's really evil, has a really evil voice. Uh, it bumps into into Mariner and Tendi, who uh, Mariner, very quick wits about her, jumps on it, attacks it. She's very worldly. She is with it for someone who's quite young, as we established later <laughs> in the show. So she's going to put it into a jar and Tendi's not sure if they're meant to like lock it into a, into a container. And then to try and save its um, to save its life and its integrity, I guess, it said it could grant their wishes. Mariner, who claims to be really cool, still goes for the new piece of kit. She wants the tricorder with a purple stripe on it. And so this being makes it for her, but doesn't give it batteries. And so he does the batteries, and then this now causes him to like shrink down to, like what, a peanut size, mm-hmm. would you say? And so they're super happy. And then he just flies off, but then ends up walking into well ends up flying into the captain who's coming around trying to work on a new catchphrase for when she tells the ship to go to warp was it what she say it's warp time something Did like she? that that's amazing yeah do not do not pick up i didn't on that. hear that i can't no. remember what it was i think it was like it's warp time he goes to talk big again and then uh he just hits her chest and presumably dies on impact i think he gets absorbed do you some people say this online i think it's overthinking it i think really? he died on impact yeah i mean i don't think anything's gonna happen with I think, it i think the gag was he died on impact Kind of sad. He was evil. He was he was naughty. Oh come on! That's not you, how Starfleet think, is you it? You can't sympathise with all the people in Star Trek. Some of them are just naughty. <laughs> naughty. That's a polite. You word. can tell I'm a parent now, isn't it? I use the word like naughty and things like that. Oh god, what has happened to me? And they're getting very cross. They're getting cross. Yeah. Disappointed uh, in their behaviour. Yeah. Not disappointed in them. I but hate disappointed using. In their I hate when I use the term disappointed. Though I feel like I might. It's well, worse than angry. Yeah, I feel like I should have just like said like you know what the f- are you doing you you f- idiot rather than can you not say that <laughs> rather than I'm disappointed in your behaviour. Every parenting. I'm so disappointed you've made in what you did. I've been away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, so, yeah, so we go to the opening credits, we come in. Now, the story of this episode is that Boimler is going to be, he's got a really cool mission. He's going to fly a Klingon ambassador down to a planet because he's got to be part of some peace accords or peace treaty thing, negotiations. I don't know what. He made it sound so good that Mariner decides that she wants to be a part of it. And somehow she also talks her way into getting, like, seniority on the mission. But she's cool as a cucumber about it. Like, when he says it, she's like, really? You think that's exciting? Yeah. But she obviously, part of her was like, maybe it is exciting. But I loved when he walked into the, the shuttle and she was there with like, was it noodles just spawn <laughs> everywhere? And I just thought, that's hilarious. She, she, doesn't, she don't give a sh. She doesn't give two sh. 
Turns out she knows the Klingon. There's a hilarious bit where the Klingon walks in to the shuttle and she attacks him. <laughs> and even I was like, I was like, I was like what what's the, going on? Yeah, what is she doing? And then I thought, though, she's holding her own. She's a badass. She is a badass and she's tiny, but she yeah, is badass. She's a badass. But turns out they know each other. She said from some, um, uh, how did she describe it? It was like clandestine missions yeah, or something, yeah. wasn't it? From before off her time. Off the grid. Off the grid. Did she say before her time, like in Starfleet and stuff as well or whatever it was? Or, yeah. Um, We're trying to work out a timeline of what this woman's been up to for f's sake. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, I think so was Boimler because he was like, "How was there a time before before you were like in Starfleet? So You're my age because he's only a year out of the academy, so they've got to be about twenty three or twenty four. These characters. My thinking of that though is that she's given her parents or an admiral and the captain. She's probably grown up yeah. on Starfleet ships, so she's probably been around stuff more. And I think that's why, like in this episode, where they talk about she doesn't really study much, but she's just been around and she's done stuff. I imagine that probably always what happens if you're like the child of a captain mm. or, a, or an she's admiral. So, like she doesn't show off about it. You don't think? No, do you? I don't think she shows off either. I know people online think she is. I think Boimler thinks she shows she's showing off about it by knowing everything. But I think that's mm. just a jealousy thing. Oh yeah, he's definitely jealous. Yeah. Well, that comes up because obviously... Now, <laughs> this is what I can't understand the time scale. I'm assuming... Cerritos is close by. Mm. So they're just leaving the ship and going down to the planet. I'm assuming. Because they talk later on about just trying to communicate to him to beam him up. Now, how on earth did they drink so much, <laughs> so much alcohol on the heat? A full keg we saw emptied out uh, <laughs> just on the way down. And then to the point where we find out that the Klingon took a sh on his bat lift. We hear. I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that? <laughs> Boimler says, I can't what the word was for, for having a poo. Basically, he pooed on his sword, he said, which he saw on the battlefield. So, you know, so all this happened, I think, in the time of them. It's just... happened to us all on a bad night out, guys. <laughs> Shitting on our battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting you any like Trek accessories or anything. What they call them? Souvenirs. Do you not trust me? <laughs> not now, no. <laughs> not now. <laughs> I demand honor. <laughs> <laughs> so, they go to the planet. Basically, they're outside of the, the shuttle. The Klingons passed out, but it turns out he manages to steal the shuttle and we find out from Mariner that he's done this on Vulcan before and on Earth and so he clearly just likes to take things when he's uh, when he's drunk uh, so they're now stranded because they went to a part of the planet they weren't meant to at the request of the Klingon so they've got to try and find him and that, that's like the hijinks of their story is that they Boimler almost kisses a, an alien woman who turns out she <laughs> would she would like what was it like plant her eggs in, eggs his, in throat. his throat uh, but Mariner saved him uh, he goes into an Andorian bar and tries to save an Andorian who's getting, like, beaten up by other Andorians. But then it turns out that's a shapeshifter who'd stolen from them and he'd, he unintentionally helped to get away. So he starts a bar fight. A funny thing in that um, that bar fight, actually, do you notice that the one he went to save was like, my bones. And that's exactly what uh, Boimler said when he came out of the spider thing last week when he was hurt. Oh. So I feel like Boimler How like heard those words about my bones and he was like saw that he needed to save this person because it's yeah. like him. Ah, yeah. Okay. And one of the Andorians had one of the uh, you know the little swords that they had in Enterprise when Shran had to fight oh, Archer yeah. and yeah. Shran got his ear cut off. His, sorry, his antenna yeah. cut off. Antenna, sorry. Because only one of them got mm. cut, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So well uh, one of those in the episode as well. So see, I'm correcting my, my use of English. Are you mm-hmm. proud? Well, you didn't address this at the start, but I, I really do applaud your Klingon. I know. You know I'm really... Like desperate to learn Klingon, you know I, I love it. Well, I was surprised that language. you weren't. Yeah, you didn't. You like criticizing me. We started talking me. about something else, but I wanted to come back to it and say that it was it was excellent. Okay, I'll take that. Like twenty minutes after we started the show, I'll um, take it or not. You know, this all leads to Boimler deciding that he doesn't want to be in Starfleet anymore because how can Mariner know everything she knows when she never sees her reading a book and he does all this research and, and reading up and stuff and uh, doesn't doesn't do anything for him. He seems clueless. He's all these things that have almost happened to him in probably the space of, I guess, like a couple of hours. So Mariner sets up a situation. I thought this was clearly set up with yeah, the Ferengi. Yeah, me too. When she's like, oh, it's a Bolian. And he didn't even really know what a Bolian was until I, I told you. But it just seemed crazy. Like, I thought it was very obvious that she was being stupid on, on purpose. Yeah, because I knew that she was wrong. And given all the stuff she does know, it didn't make any sense that she was wrong. So the fact that Boimler even believed she was... That's what's so hilarious Wrong. as well. He's like, yeah. oh, come on, mate. Boimler is convinced that, gullible as hell. that he saved the day there. But if he thought about it, he would realise something's up. We do find out, though, that she actually was friends with the Ferengi mm. and that uh, that he was helping her out. 
Mm. I thought the animation of the Ferengi looked awesome. It looked exactly like when they do real people that way. Yeah, because you've seen, obviously, Ferengi on Enterprise. You've mm-hmm. watched one or two DS9s of me where, where you've seen Ferengi. They were really good. The Klingons are obviously Klingons on the show, you yeah. can tell. But, like, the detail and on the, the Ferengi. And the Andorians. Like, oh, yeah. And an Yeah. And then there was a B-plot on this episode. By the way, they do find a Klingon and they get him to the, em- uh, to the embassy. There was a B-plot with Rutherford, who so had spent days in the uh, Jeffrey's tubes doing some work. Loved it. But it was going to do more. And it turns out he promised Tendi he'd watch something with her out in space. So to try and keep that promise, he decides he's going to change his job. <laughs> and he's going to leave engineering. So he goes through command. He goes through um, security and medicine. And, and none of it quite works. Except he was a remarkably good security officer. I really and thought they were going to change him for good. Because he's just a natural. He just took down those Borg like... You would you would never need to worry about the Borg again. You just have to drop Rutherford into a cube and just let him let him go wild. I love the bit where he ripped the Borg's arm off and then slapped it in the face of its own arm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know it's well that sequence ended with them pulling out the um, yeah, the eyepiece yeah. of the Borg. You, you noticed that, yeah. It might have been unintentional, but that is obviously how Picard spoilers how each uh, air is is killed in the fifth episode of, of Star Trek Picard. With this thing pulled out. So I don't know if it was intentional, but that's just what I thought about uh, at that time. Mm. Did you think about that? Of course. Are you being sarcastic? I might be. Ah. So Rutherford actually ends up going back to being uh, in engineering, which is what he loves. And Tendy just watches it on the pad, sat behind him in the in the corridor. Um, so I don't know what's going on there with them, but I guess we'll come on to that. it's really sweet. I don't, I don't feel like there's anything romantic going on between them. I think, like, they're just both really nice people. Mm. Tendy is nice, isn't she? Yeah. So let's talk characters. And we're going to do kind of what we did last week, guys, where... We've done a quick run through the plot, and I was going to talk about what we enjoyed, about what the characters were doing in this episode, and then we're going to hit some of our favourite moments, and that's going to be that, because there's going to be loads of podcasts out there breaking down every single scene of the episode, picking up on references that I've probably missed loads, you you won't have even noticed. I did a rewatch, actually, the first episode after we did the podcast. I watched it in bed, and I picked up on more stuff again. Did you? Oh, this show is designed for rewatch. Every single time. There's always something else. There's always something in the background. There's just, uh, or you miss a line. Like I've said some lines now. Yeah, that you I'm didn't surprised pick up on. actually, because I thought I was watching it pretty closely. And you but... missed some stuff where you were laughing. And you yeah, missed some jokes yeah, as that's well, true. So... Yeah, I was, I was in the moment. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk, we'll do Mariner first. So what do you think of Mariner in this story then? She's, she's definitely our lead character. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I really like her. I think she's, I think she's such a badass, but I think she's quite quite humble with it she knows a lot but it's from her experiences and i really like her relationship with boimler what do you think first thing i think is that this really makes me mad trying to write boimler's name using my phone because it keeps changing the spelling of it to what i can't even remember i just get if you see me get angry at my phone and delete it it's normally i've just written boimler's name and my phone has changed it to something else I like their relationship. Mm. Like, she clearly likes him. Yeah. I think she kind of thinks he's like, I don't know, someone she needs to take care of. Yeah. But not in like a patronizing way. It's like a, just a, oh. It's not romantic. No. I don't see any romantic undertones. If, if it does turn romantic, I'll be disappointed. Oh. You love couples and stuff. I do. But I just don't think that it's necessary. Mm. No, I, I think it would ruin yeah. what they got going on there. I feel like like she does annoy him, but I think, as you said, it's a bit of jealousy. Mm. And actually, he'd be a bit lost without her. I do think he's going to really... He's going to properly palm her off at some point this season. That'll be like an episode where he's done with her, mm. but they'll come back together. But like I think they need each other. Yeah. And he's kind of the officer that I guess her parents probably wanted her to be. Mm. But she's not. I mean, she's, I think But then she's isn't fantastic. that surprising that she doesn't resent him more? Mm. Because he's so perfect. He's so by the book. She's trying to corrupt him, though. I don't think she's doing it on you purpose. You don't think she's trying to? No, she's just living her life. And I think because it's he's her friend, she's mm. trying to, like, get, her, get him involved in fun stuff. I don't think she's doing it to be, like, come to the dark side. I thought she showed some real development in this episode. There was a few like hearty moments with her and Boimler. Like when, when he sat down, he's got the bit sticking in his leg and he's ready. Well, he literally does throw his combat at the end of the scene. And he's talking about how, and the fact he said he's going to end up on a research outpost somewhere, an asteroid. She's like, no, don't say that. That's the word. I love that. It's taking the mick out of all these like in Star Trek where we see characters in those jobs, which look like absolute ass. 
But like she opened up, she was like, no, you know, the reason that like she could see that he was genuinely upset about mm. his performance. And then she was like, no, look, the only reason I know all this is because I've like I've seen things. And she clearly has because she's, she's clearly been on ships growing up. Her father being an admiral, her mum being a captain. And she's only like early 20s. There's no way mm. either she grew up on earth with or whatever planet with some other family ones or she was on one of the one of their ships which given that if she is only 23 Mm. there would be no time for her to be able to do all the things that she says she's done and i'm not even sure she's like bsing about it either no like like i don't think it's like eventually she's gonna get outed as like she's a liar i think she legit has done all these things it reminds me a bit of when you ask me if i've done something and i'm like yeah i've done that and you're like what yeah like yeah that's that's a thing yeah that's that's true like skinny dipping You've gone skinny dipping. Yes, we've had this conversation. Have we? Yeah, I've never gone skinny dipping. No, exactly. This is the, this is exactly how the conversation went last time. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Did I then say who with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't remember this conversation. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, you are the wild one. You are the mariner, and I am the boyman. <laughs> <laughs> Even though. When she says something to him, and then he's like, "I need to," and she's like, "See, you shouldn't read books." You shouldn't read so much. It doesn't teach you anything. He's like, he's like, no, I need to read more. Yeah. And I, I, when I first watched that, I was like, yeah, that's that's Katie. That's me. <laughs> that's <laughs> that is exactly how you deal with the situation. Such a freaky mix of them both. <laughs> it's so nice because you can see yourself in both of them in a way, can't you? I watched both. Mariner in this episode, and I thought I would love to have Mariner have my back. Yeah. Like for as reckless as she can be and stuff, you want her in your corner. And also, I want to hang out with her. She is cool. She is I cool. I love Mariner. She gets, she's the one yeah, getting the heat. Cool. And we chatted about this last week for whatever reason. Some people aren't taking to her and other people all love her. Lots of people love her. We've just allowed the cat into the room because he was meowing at the door. So you might hear some meows on the stream now. Uh, he's had all his feeds. So do not think that we're torturing our cat if you hear a meowing desperately for more food. That's See? his protest. That is, is that's like you haven't fed me. You've forgotten. It's like I have fed you, mate. You I think both. we should change his name. That's Tana. Yeah. <laughs> we could just call him Doctor. Although doesn't Tana look um, so bedraggled? Generally looks like a stray cat, <laughs> not just a cat, like a stray cat. Doesn't <laughs> like we'd have to really we'd have to do something to this cat to make him look like Tana. Have to see some things. He would. He would. Like, no, because I. I Tana's thought, definitely experienced stuff. I thought you looked so <laughs> last week because they were going through hell on the ship. It turns out that's just what he looked like. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's a he though. Is it a he? I, it's I, a don't, she. I don't. I think it's a she. No. Maybe it's a it's a different gender altogether. Maybe could be any gender. Oh, but I want to talk about how cool she was at the end by setting that up. Oh, with the Ferengi. Yeah, and, that yeah. kind of shows what kind of character she is. Well, because then, she let everyone take the piss out of her. They, they ripped the piss out of her. Yeah. And, and she just sat there. And that was sly because Boimler did a number on her because she said to him on the way back, she goes, no, we cool. Is this just stay between us? And he was like, yeah, like, say, was he sacred circle or something? Mm. Whatever it was, just sacred bond. And then it cut to, snap cut to him, like taking the piss out of her with everyone in the bar. And she just sat there. I was convinced the more he kept sticking yeah, that knife I in, was gonna... that she was going to speak up and, and say what the truth was. I thought she but she flip. didn't. So anyone who says that she's like wrapped up in her own BS is obviously lying. Like she, because she still let Boimler have that that one. So she does care for him. This is a perfect segue into Boimler. Yes. Bit of a dick. He was like, yeah, <laughs> dick move. Like yeah. he broke, he broke the trust there. I get it. Like, he doesn't seem to get many wins. So I guess we've got this one. But also, that's not very Starfleet. It's not cool. Like, she wouldn't have done that to him. No. In fact, she goes out of her way to make sure he doesn't feel like that. Yeah. He really does kind of screw her over. Maybe it's because everyone knows she's knows everything and she's cool and and he just thought he'd bring her down. Well, that's still not cool. No, it's not cool. Don't be a Boimler. Be a Mariner. Yeah. In a world full of Boimlers, be a Mariner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I've, I've, I think I've got mad. I think that happened a long time ago. You have had a five-hour drive today, though, and it's late <laughs> at night, so energy levels are dropping for you. I feel sorry for you, but anyone listening is going to be grateful that you've come on the show. Maybe not this week because it would have just been me on my own otherwise. <laughs> so, like, if anyone thinks the energy levels are a little low on this, bless Katie, we did over five hours of driving to get home and has done this podcast. This just confirms that what I always knew I would make an excellent Starfleet captain. <laughs> That'll bring us on to Rutherford then. 
Now, Rutherford is winning people's hearts online. Uh, everyone's loving him. He is like, him and Tendi really are like the fans on the show. Tendi particularly is like, oh my God, look, I'm on a starship. Wow, wow, everything's amazing. That would be us. And Rutherford's kind of the one who's like that, but also got all these abilities to do it, particularly now as a cyborg, which we found out is through choice. Not in the episodes, but we found out through, I think it was, was it Mike McMahon? I sent, I sent the link to the interview. I think he said it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was through choice that he became a cyborg anyway. So that answers our question from last week where we thought maybe he had an accident. And apparently that is going to cause issues as well that he's a cyborg because the Federation do look down mm-hmm. on oh, really? that stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, that was a comment that was made in an interview this past week. But when he left Engineering, it's so funny. First time we saw Engineering as well. I love that the, the gag of every time he was trying to switch department, they were like <laughs> close in on the face and eyes narrowed, snapped back to everyone like, yay, cool, you do what you got to do. We're, we're Starfleet. That, we support that everyone. A, like reflection of what his character's like because he's so easygoing. And so, like, wants to just please everybody. But he's doing all this just to please Tendi. But maybe everyone just loves him. Maybe yeah. they wouldn't be like that with everyone. No, no. But with him, they've got to be like that because he's just so nice. And i got to say, the stuff in the holodeck for his command training was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was the best of the show. Now, I need to describe these scenes to, to people who maybe haven't seen it. So he's taken by Commander Ransom onto the holodeck to start his... His command trainings, he's changed department now so that he can have one <laughs> night or whatever with, with Tendi and uh, to keep his promise to his friend. And Ransom makes a hilarious line about there's not been anything quite like the, what was it, the pul- pulsating something of... Pulsating stick. Yeah, uh, of a stick Joystick. in hand. Yeah, yeah, which is hilarious. Very inappropriate. But they start a program, looks basic, Commander Ramps like, just you know, take take the ship home, you know, just have some fun. So Rutherford's in the command red and uh, he sits down, ready to command the ship. And he's like, yeah, maintain course. And then they just suddenly, I can't remember what it was, they crash into something. Like, what should we do? What should we do? And then they're all covered in blood suddenly. <laughs> and then he's just like, maintain course? <laughs> and then obviously the whole thing blows up. And then uh, Commander Ratson tells him after that, obviously ended horribly. And he says, look. We'll do another one, but if ever you don't know what to do, just do just use the. But first of all, they say the fatalities was one hundred five percent, and I think that was the bit that I laughed. Yeah, you did. Because you laughed through because you, you missed Rutherford's response. Because yeah, the computer says you know uh, yeah fatalities one hundred five percent, and Rutherford's like, how did I kill more more than just the crew? That was hilarious. You missed that line from Rutherford because you were laughing. Oh, my God. And so Ransom says, do the, was it the Janeway <laughs> Protocol, did, he, did they call it? Yeah. Yeah, the Janeway Protocol, which is a reference to Captain Janeway from Voyager. So he says, just do that if you're in, if you're in trouble. So they start the next program and uh, there's like an asteroid or something, whatever it is, I don't remember, coming towards him. The crew are like, should we just, should we just you know, move out of the way? And he goes, oh, just, oh the Janeway Maneuver. Mm. It was the Janeway Maneuver, sorry. Got it wrong. And he's like, I'll oh, just do the Janeway Maneuver. And they're like, are you sure? And then he takes he's like, so yeah, long to decide. Yeah, then they do it. And then suddenly they've lost kindergarten. And then the, the kids, they're like, like every kid on the ship has like been sucked out into space, <laughs> which is just sick. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but it was so dark. It was so dark. It was dark. I wasn't expecting it. And then the, the, um, the guy's reaction to it. As well. Oh, Ransom's he's reaction. Like, That's yeah. never happened. Yeah, he said, what he's saying? In, in thousands of... <laughs> Times this programs, yeah, that's never happened. He's like, but let's run it again with even more children. <laughs> I was like, what? Ransom's got a dark side himself. Um, so, that's... but it's, it's no wonder, isn't it, that Rutherford doesn't fit in there because he's so light-hearted and so like straight. Yeah, straight-laced sort of. Yeah, not good at making decisions in the yeah. moment as well. What do you think about when he was in sick bay on his bedside <laughs> manner? I thought it was really funny. He's like, I gonna be alright though. He's like, yeah, you got an eighteen percent. Now, only an eighteen percent chance of dying. He's like, what? He's like, oh, twenty percent. Oh, you really need to, uh, need to relax. Think of something nice like the warp core. Yeah, <laughs> the warp core was how I got my injuries. <laughs> like what? Those are dilithium birds. How are you still alive? <laughs> how can people? I I go on like trackbbs.com where half of them are miserable on there now. I've been on that Cheer site up, for about twenty years. Yeah, and you see some people like still waiting to laugh at this show. And I'm like, if you cannot laugh. At those scenes, I know humor is subjective, but if you can't laugh at those scenes, then the show isn't for you. Just stop watching it. Yeah, and that's okay. If, if, yeah, if you, yeah, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. I don't watch. There's some track I don't watch again. And there's a bunch of stuff that I don't find funny, and people don't understand how yeah. I don't find it funny. But you've got to find your humor. But 
This, I, I don't know, for us, I think this is just right up our alley. I'm so sad it's only eight more episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, but when he, so when he was fighting the Borg, we saw he wasn't sure how to fight and then he like presses something in his cyborg thing and he becomes this like amazing fighter, Tez, like you mm. said, Tez and I'm off a Borg and slaps, slaps it, slaps another one or slaps that he one? He slaps both of them. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> like a brilliant action sequence. Yeah. But I, I've been trying to think about this program because obviously Shax, the head of security was shocked. Mm. Um, he's like, I normally just use this one to teach my, you know, my, my team about losing and defeat. So what a horrible program. So what? What happens? The Borg are going to assimilate. So what does it feel like to get assimilated in a holodeck program? Doesn't really bear thinking about. I'm just curious as to what it would be. They can have their little tubes. Because that's how you only know the losses once the tube makes contact with you. So I guess the program would go until the moment yeah. you've literally got like, the tubes on you. Now, they're not going to put nanoprobes into you. But what a tra- that is a really traumatic program when you think about it. You're on your own, surrounded by like a dozen Borg. But then again, you know it's not real, so... I think if you've got these Borg there coming at you, you're probably going to piss your pants a little bit. Oh, well, you're clearly just not as brave as me. You're going to take on a dozen Borg drones. I got a tattoo, so yeah. now I can do anything. Of what? What was your tattoo of? An origami bird. Yes, okay. Which is a lovely tattoo. But it yeah, doesn't make what are you, you a, saying? I'm just saying it doesn't make you a flipping badass. I'm not going to get like... It doesn't no. make you a badass. I got a Superman tattoo on my arm. Mm. I'm not going to start thinking I'm the Man of Steel Who and start tearing Borg up. What, Superman, Superman against the Borg? Yeah. Oh, easy. Really? Superman, yeah. Holy crap, could the Borg assimilate Superman? Maybe. Oh my god, that would be scary. Oh, but wow. what if they build a Borg cube out of kryptonite? Oh, wow. The Borg cubes do have a green tint to them. Mm, that's Maybe they've already got it. kryptonite in there. Mm. Yeah. Crossover! Crossover. And actually, I just thought about it. If they're not in orbit of like a, a a sun like ours, Superman wouldn't have his powers. Mm. They could assimilate him. Yeah, and then send so, him to somewhere with yeah. the sun. And then he'd still have the but same blood sun. in him. Yeah. Oh, right. So the Borg would beat Superman. See, you think it's cut and dry? Holy hell! I'm glad we had this chat. Yeah. Tendy in the episode didn't do a whole lot. She's like, but very yeah, cute. Yeah, she was quiet, wasn't she? This very time. Very cute. Mike McMahon has done it. You're saying that like the first two or three episodes are. Heavy on Mariner and Boimler. Mm-hmm. But then the following episodes put Rutherford and Tendy more at the front. But yeah, I thought Tendy was just so cute. Oh, she's so sweet. She's so sweet, isn't she? She's so nice. I like Tendy. Cosplayers are going to love Tendy. Yeah. People are going to be dressing up as her. Some already have. I've seen pictures online. Of oh, people. yeah? Yeah, people are already doing it. So oh, that's cool. I think people are going to love her. Like, she's so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Do you think something's going to beat it out of her? Oh, I think it's headed that way. She's going to see something that's going to... That's kind of sad. I don't think the show is ever going to go, like, heavily dark. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think she is going to, like, have ex- moments that will make it... But they, I don't know what they'll be. I mean, last week's episode with the crew turning into, like, zombies and she had to hold a heart. She was just she loved loving it. life. She absolutely loved it, yeah. Do we think her and Rutherford are romantically interested? We've said that Boimler and Mariner is definitely oh, not romantic. We hope. Well, we... Yeah, we hope. I hope, or, anyway. But what's going on with Tandy and Rutherford? I don't know. They're both such nice people. Like, I'm rooting for them if they do decide to get together. But then also, I think they're just, they've got nice chemistry just because they're both lovely. Might not be necessarily that there's something there. Just friends. Mm-hmm. I do think the show will touch on whether or not they are romantically interested, though. I also don't want her to get burned like that person that he was seeing in the first episode. Oh, and then, yeah, and the, everything was, was perfect. But she didn't care about. The, um, Why the door didn't recognise yeah. his bird. And he just kicked it to the curb. Rutherford's got high standards. So I'm putting, I'm putting the question of the week to you then. Attendee and Rutherford ever going to kiss? Oh. I'm putting it out there. There's no script for this show. I think people can probably gather that from listening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a running order you for this thing. You don't have to say that. I'm going to go with No. I don't okay. think it's necessary these days to have some kind of romance running in the background. Having said that, I won't be I won't be disappointed if they get together. I will be if Boimler and Mariner get together. What about you? What do you think? I could see them having a kiss. I don't know if they're going to be a couple. I mean, I'm going with the assumption that Tandy even is interested in men. Rutherford, we've seen on a date with a woman, mm. so I'm going. I'm assuming that. He's that way inclined, but he could, he could be could be into anyone, really, couldn't he? We don't know that. Just because he was with a woman doesn't mean he's not into men or any other gender species. species that would exist. But Tendi, Tendi would make sense as a character, maybe, to 
to be the one that they could use because they're all by representation mm. on the shows, which is which is fantastic. And we've got we've got characters on Picard and Discovery who uh, represent the LGBTQ community. Uh, I don't think Lower Decks visibly has one yet, so maybe Tendi could be that one. Mariner most certainly is into men. We've seen that mm. from her holodeck program. Yeah, and the comment she makes at the start of this episode about um, might not be exclusive. Huh? No, that's true. It might not be. Yeah, I think I think Tendi and Rutherford might have something. But don't you think like if they had some kind of romantic feelings for each other, it would be like they're both so like lovely and genuine. It wouldn't just be like quick kiss and then move on. They'd be like in love. Yeah, like make you sick. Yeah, but then maybe break up at the end of the episode though. Oh. In a funny way. In a funny way? Maybe like a whirlwind romance. You know like in um, the last Spider-Man film, a Spider-Man's friend, Peter's friend, gets with the other girl in the class and they're like this really sick couple and they actually oh, been together for years. Yeah, yeah. But then by the time they get back to the airport, they've actually broken up. But then we hate her, don't we? Mm. But like that, we that, whole, but that whole thing was so funny though. So uh, something yeah, like that would be funny. cool. Now, favourite moments from this week's episode. I've already said like for me, the holodeck, everything on the holodeck was was gold like mm. that that is never going to get old for me mm. and particularly just like ransom every comment ransom made yeah, in, his, in his, his bit was was fantastic so a moment from you before I, I list another i think it was actually way harder this week to choose favorite moments because i laughed out loud at so much of it you did but i think my favorite bit was when he goes to kiss that alien and then uh mariner shoots her with the water hose and he's really he's really pissed off at her. Yeah. Um, maybe it was because he was about to do his first wild thing that he was. Yeah, but he hadn't. He didn't do see life. as well what she was, did he? At that point. And when she says to him, because um, she's gone like crazy, she looks nuts, and then yeah. she's like, "I can still see your thoughts, you naughty, your naughty thoughts, or something like that." Yeah, I was yeah, just, I was weak at that. At I that thought that bit, was yeah. really funny. And then Marina just shoots her. Do you notice, do you notice in that scene that when Bowman says, "Like, how do you know that she was one of those whatever the alien was race was called?" And she said, "Oh, I used to date one, date or something, one, yeah, uh, just to like just to piss off my mother." And that was the only reference in the episode to yeah, the Mariner and her yeah. mum. So we're getting like fed little lines about the relationship, yeah. like without seeing them in a scene where they directly speak to each other, just one to one. There was mm. a comment in sick bay between them uh, last week, but we haven't seen their relationship play out yet. But we've seen both sides, and we now know that like Mariner deliberately, as a youngster, was doing stuff to really wind up her mum. And we know that the mum just doesn't want her daughter around. I have a question about that, actually. Do you think that she got on that mission in the first place because of some, like, thing with her mum? Like, maybe she asked her mum if oh, she could go? I hadn't go? thought about that, yeah. Cause she said she just spoke to people, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's but... like, I pulled some strings. Oh, maybe she did just use her mum for it. Because they would have just kept her happy because they wanted to stay out of trouble. Oh, you're right. Mm. She probably did just get the captain to put her on the mission. Any other favourite moments? I had so many. I just, it was so hard to choose. As I was going through, I was like, this is going to be the one I talk about. And then something else happened. I loved the, the, that first bit, which we saw in the preview last week, where they're talking about Klingon names, how they've yeah. always got an apostrophe in it. I, yeah. I, that's what kicked me off, I think. I love Boyner's really dress. Like, he was wearing his dress uniform. <laughs> I just love, I love that. He's it's just like, are you going to a wedding after this? <laughs> yeah, like, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I love that the security personnel are called the Bears. Aww. It was so yeah, cute. Makes like, them sound cute. And like the way the engineering team were presented as well. It's like the first time I've really seen the departments mm. sort of um being portrayed as almost like frats. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Am I just imagining that? Or no, was, was that like, on show? Yeah, I see what you mean. Like so we always get of, that idea, don't we? The people are very in there. Yeah, clicks and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But we never really see it properly on. Yeah. The only time I was thinking where I could think of where I'd seen it was specifically was like with the Makos in mm, Enterprise yeah, uh, when they used right. to sit at their own little tables and stuff and when they did the training when uh, Reed and Hayes were really getting at each other and they did the training mm. of the people and you just thought oh yeah there's a little bit of like yeah that sort of frat mentality there uh, yeah like I said I love the holiday stuff I love the cold open I'm really warming up to the opening credits a bit now after my comments I made last week about thinking that there wasn't enough happening in them uh, I, I really enjoyed watching this week maybe because I've watched it on the TV screen now Oh, rather than on smaller screen on yeah last week we watched it on computer didn't we it actually felt like a real phone. star trek show like it looks really good on big screen yeah. so if anyone's watching it on like their devices which is how we've done it previously and how i first watched this episode we can confirm that on a what well, we got 50 inch tv sally i call it 
think it's don't, called don't Sally. Don't say it. You know she's a her. She, yeah, she. My TV's called Sally. She's a she's a woman. She ranks more highly than. Oh my gosh, most she's actually seven years old this month. Wow. From when I got her. Are we going to throw her a party? She was a bit hot on the back when I touched her earlier. Jesus Feels like Christ. That could be taken another way, <laughs> I guess. What the hell has been going on while I've been away? <laughs> it's been a, a lonely time, Kate. <laughs> Me and Sally have been um, keeping each other... It wouldn't be the first time, would it? It wouldn't, no. It wouldn't, God no. sake. <laughs> Sally's kept me going by distracting the children, to be fair, with, with horrible, horrible kids She is better kids than with the kids than me. Yeah. <laughs> Did watch The Good Dinosaur, though, which is Na- actually quite a good film. maternal figure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, the show looks amazing on the, on the big screen, I thought. The colour... I love the colour palette for the show. I think it just works. I really perfectly. like how... Some of the shots that they do, even though like every now, every like couple of minutes you're laughing out loud, some of the shots that they do are so like, they're so gorgeous and they're so serious that you can just imagine them. Like, you know, when they first land on the planet, wherever they're taking that cling on to, and like you're looking around and the Somalia's walking past, you can imagine that just being on Enterprise or or, or on Picard or something like that. Because you can just, you can imagine it with like real actors doing it and the music behind it and everything. But then you're laughing again. I was watching, um, so Mike McMahon uh, and some of his team animators and writers were at um, a virtual convention thing again this week. So I was watching that 45 minute long, fantastic interview. For anyone now watching, I shared the link to it on our Twitter. It's just worth watching. Get some good information about how the show came about, the animation of it. And they talk a little bit about season two. Turns out Mike McMahon is currently writing the season two finale. So take that, haters. We've got another season at least of the show. Yeah, mic drop, bitches. (laughs) Uh, they talk about how, like, with he says with the music, he says, like, the music on the show doesn't know that it's the music for a comedy track show. Yeah, that's Like, so he true. says, like, the music, he says, like, the music's so epic and lovely and fantastic for the whole show, but it doesn't know that it's actually on a comedy show. And uh, and he said it just that adds, like, another level to the show, which is absolutely right. And, and visually, the show doesn't know it's a comedy show either, I no. don't think. So, yeah, it's basically all just through the words and the jokes that, that make it a comedy. Because, yeah, visually, it looks like Star Trek. I'm in love with it. And favourite moments, I could literally list the whole episode. I, I thought, know, I know. This is why it's so hard to On choose. rewatch as well. It was good in the first time, but on rewatch where we were just no distractions or four of us sat there watching it, I was like, this episode actually is really, really good. This show gets better on rewatches, though. It does mm. get better with with rewatches so if you think it's already good you rewatch it a few times it just shows like, like how clever the writing must be though to have all mm. this stuff that you don't pick up on the first time that's why i recommend I people, love stuff like that. people watch this uh, virtual convention thing with uh, with the lower decks guys from from this past week because yeah they talk about the process of the writing and making sure it's still star trek and uh, things like that so I'm excited for next week now because I'm like, we loved the first episode, but it got so much better this week. Like, yeah. I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. Well, some of the Trek sites, review sites, got to see the first four. Oh, yeah. And they've, comments come out there have said that the show gets better mm. as it goes. So if you, like us, already loved it, yeah. then like, where's it going to be by the end of episode four? I can't yeah. wait for it. Your final thoughts on this episode. Overall, what do you think of it then? I thought it was really good. Yeah. I laughed out loud like uncontrollably yeah harrison was laughing out loud yeah. at that bit where the, oh, the alcohol gets spat all over boimler like yeah. he thought that was hysterical and that's probably what he'll tell you is his favorite bit. yeah yeah because he was laughing for a good couple of minutes solidly um i really enjoyed seeing the characters a little bit more love mariner i think she's great i love mariner i think she's a great character she's entering my like top 10 Favorite Trek characters, right? Boimler's going down oh, for me. Oh, what? I just find him like, like you said, I identified with him. Like I did, a week I ago. did. But this week, like he's cried in both episodes, basically because he is jealous of Mariner. And no, I'm don't like, you're going to set off the people who don't like that Trek has like strong female leads now. And how they make the men look weak. Oh, no, I don't care that it's like, he's a guy crying. <laughs> I'm I just, joking. I'm joking. I care that he doesn't. He doesn't seem to want to... Obviously, he does want to improve, but he's he's basically crying because he's like, I'm not good enough. But imagine if you did like all that work he's done and then realised it wasn't enough. Yeah. It's probably going to be guess. like a kick in the nuts, isn't it? Yeah, I act like that's not what I would do. But... Mm. Our son, if he gets something wrong... Oh, he's a sore like, Yeah, bangs his head into <laughs> the couch. I was talking about when we were playing Frustration that time with him. Remember? And he like, nearly flipped the board. Yeah, yeah. He's four. 
Yeah, so... <laughs> it does not bode well for yeah, future he already is Boimler. <laughs> yeah, I love this episode. I If I loved last week, then this one was just that times ten. I can't wait for more episodes. I'm loving this crew. I love the crew. We haven't really jumped into the bridge crew and everything yet because we haven't... It's a conscious decision, really. They're, they're, not... they're like trickling little bits of everyone in. And... Ransom is brilliant. Yeah, Ransom really is brilliant. Funny. And Doctor... Tana. And uh, Shax, we've only seen a little bit of Shax, but I think he's hilarious. And like the captain had one line in this, but I want to find out more about her, so I'm gonna go back next week. You know, it's genius, mm. really. It's like that mystery of Mariner and mm. her mum and dad. That's obviously gonna keep carrying on and ticking over. So I can't wait. Uh, this show getting better and better. I'm all in. Mm. Presented by Holosuite Media, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, is produced and hosted by Kyle West and myself, Katie Harbin. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Blast Shield, be sure to follow Blast Shield up on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Thomas West. To join Holosuite Media's community discussion group, simply type The Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we will see you there. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. And it wouldn't surprise me in the sex cabin if the table was wonky, because the amount of times that Aaron oh, Tom's probably jumped on there, it's yeah, gotta probably be damaged it. Oh! <laughs> you know that table's sticky. Oh! Suzanne, it's in the sex cabin. It's, it's a table sturdy. not just for pool balls. It's a table not just for pool balls. No. Yeah. the the thing The scary thing is, is you don't know for sure what that sticky is, because mm. nobody's going to test it. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Loading Holosuite Preview Program Four: The Expanse, an Enterprise podcast. Trip's able to get that taken care of in, in a couple hours. Because I think he had also had to realign the, the warp coils a little bit to, to get it to, to work. Back on the uh, the Bird of Prey, Soong tells him that he's going to take them to, to the Briar Patch. I'm not even going to attempt to call it or, you know, pronounce it in its original Klingon <laughs> at this point. Uh, um, lazy. Lazy. Well, you Lacking know. commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Computer, deactivate Holosuite.